Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting and consulting firm RiderFlex. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. And if you enjoy listening to our show, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button on the episodes. Finally, aside from our podcast, our day job here at RiderFlex is to provide recruiting, staffing, and consulting services. You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get the information on the services we provide. And now, a quick word from our sponsor and friends at Marketing 360. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. All right, sir. You are you ready to rock and roll? Yes, sir. I was already recording there, but uh, I like to hit record before I get. Yeah. Believe, believe it or not, we've done two. I think we've had over 200 guests, but I have had one instance where <laughs> I forgot to hit record. And ever since then, I was like, okay, from now that on. That just happened to me. She didn't record her side of it. And I had to do it again. Oh, that was brutal. Like that, that was my last podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that. Yeah. So ever painful. since then, ever since then, I just turned the record button on right away. I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll edit it. Hey, great to have you on Darren Dawson on the Rider Flex podcast from Bomb Bomb. Awesome to have you, Darren. Are you down South Colorado Springs today? I am. I'm actually in Palmer Lake. Okay. All so right. I think I I'm closer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm little town, only about 1800 folks. I love it. No stoplights, no bright lights at night. Like, but I'm between, as you know, uh, Denver and Colorado Springs, so it makes it easy for me to get to the city. You know, yeah. how are they keeping that small? What is are the town leaders or are they purposely keeping that small? Well, how, how are they like, doing? Uh, we're kind of landlocked, honestly. So we're butted right up against the mountain. There's just not any more spots to build. Okay. Okay. So um, even in water taps, there's not. I think there's five more available so come come from wherever get them while you can there's only five left here so we're kind of <laughs> landlocked so we're kind of stuck between the two cities there's just not a lot of room we're like yeah. on the mountain so to speak beautiful area you get any black bears coming up on your back porch it's like yeah black bears and mountain lions i swear like it's mountain lions <laughs> you know we know they're here um we got all these nest cameras and so that's oh, cool. we got a ton of deer a ton so the deer come the mountain lions. And so, yeah, yep. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, we have next door and you just thumb through and it's all missing cat, missing cat, missing like. Really? Yeah. yeah. You let your cat run around out in Palmer Lake. It's No. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> we don't have any fact, bunnies running around. There's no, there's no small yeah. things. They're all gone. It's deer, yep. mountain lions, and black bears. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Neighborhood cats. That'll attract the mountain lions. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, have you ever gotten close to, have you ever like walked around the corner of your house or you're taking out the trash and boom, there's one a little close, like it kind of made you like, Oh, I'm all right. That's no, that, so I'm <laughs> crazy. All my friends have seen them. I've never seen one. I'm sure they've and, seen me for yeah. sure. The right. closest experience I have is my across the road neighbor. They have horses, they have chickens, like they have a uh, kind of nice little spread going on. And uh, we had a big snow one morning and he walks out and he, his dog, his dog, the, a mountain lion grabs and pins his dog to the ground with like one Ooh. paw, right? Ooh. He's like, oh my gosh. And he looks up and there's four more. Behind. So it's like mother and then like adolescent, almost adults with her. They had taken down a deer in the snow, oh. you know, and uh, 
she's just oh. like you need to get out of here so he throws his his coffee on the mountain lion this is a great way to start a podcast throws his coffee on a mountain lion and the mountain lion lets go of my, my neighbor's dog dog's instantly like bam gone like back in the house right. like leaves him abandons him whole uh, full out right and um she kind of just he kind of just backed up slowly and he sent me a bunch of pictures. This is roughly 50 yards from my front door and my three wow. children. But, you know, we just kind of learned to live with it. I think people get freaked out when I tell them that story, but we just kind of like, you know. Yeah, just just kind of be careful. Just be cautious. You know, just kind of yeah. you know, look look around. Watch your surroundings. Don't, you it's, know. Yeah. You just exactly. can't see them. They are literally silent and, and they are invisible. I mean, they are yeah. camouflaged. Yeah. So I'm sure that they've, I've been very close to them, but I have not seen one of my own eyes. Heard, <laughs> That's them, a good... heard them at night, haven't seen them. Yeah, same, same for me. I go camping in the mountains all the time. And I've, I've yeah. probably been 15, 15 times this year. Uh, and I've been doing it for 15 years and I've never actually oh, yeah. seen a mountain lion in person, like up close, but I'm sure that they're watching me. <laughs> they're sure watching you, yeah. <laughs> my buddy and I, we were in Pagosa Springs in this, in this habitat for animals, like rescue. And we're like, man, there must not be a mountain lion in here. It's supposed to be a mountain lion in here. We're just looking and looking and looking. And it was right in front of us. It was, it was wow. like six yards and just looking at us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did that for five minutes. I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but my, yeah, because I would not survive in the wilderness for long. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, me either. The mountain lion was really invisible to me. <laughs> well, one last note on that before we get into business stuff or get into your, your life. One last note on that. I, I, I always, when I go up, high in the mountains especially if i'm in the wilderness and i'm by myself especially if i'm solo i will carry a knife and sometimes i'll have a a weapon on me you know if i'm alone and i had a friend of mine tell me he goes he goes listen man he goes i have been charged by black bears mountain lions probably 10 or 15 times he said it's cool that you it's cool that you have all those weapons on you he goes but none of those times that i ever have a chance to pull a weapon out yeah (laughs) i'm hoping like i'll get we'll carry bear spray that's what we carry as a deterrent. Yeah. Cause I hope, yeah. I just hope I can get that. There's no way I, I'm not that good of a shot, Steve. I, I would miss. You're fumbling. You're pulling it out. You're, you're dropping it on the ground. Pumping. I'm just hoping I can get the spray spread to be at least five feet in diameter. I hope I can get right. that distance and it just slows it down or something. So exactly. they can kill me and, and my family can escape. Right. There you go. There you That's, go. Are you yeah. from, are you from Colorado or where are you from? I'm, I'm actually from Michigan, but I've been here for like 27 years. So I moved out here when I was 21. Did you uh, move out here for school or what did you move out? Were you one of those Subaru guys? Like your stuff's in the back and you just drove out. <laughs> well, it wasn't a Subaru. I believe it was a Dodge shadow. If I have to think back, uh, I couldn't, there's no way I could have afforded a Subaru. No, I was fun story about this is I was dating an air force cadet, right? Okay. So I had okay. a girlfriend, you know, she were young and she was from, and she was from like, you guys knew each other in Michigan and she went to the air force high school, let's call it high school. And she's going to go to the air force Academy. Well, no one told me really that there's like 4,000 dudes and like two girls. (laughs) (laughs) So that didn't work out. So that that ended (laughs) properly, but I got to go to Colorado. Yes. So I was kind of one of those hippie kids a little bit. And as as my, to quote my father, College wasn't for me. You know, I, mean, I remember my dad being like, maybe college isn't for you because <laughs> you're obviously not doing well at it. And so I moved to Colorado with my buddy and started a business and kept starting businesses and then ended up doing this business. So what, what'd your folks do? My dad worked for the power company okay. and my mom was a school teacher for 42 years. 
So no entrepreneurial stuff well, there. And great story of Odile, my yeah. father actually okay. was, and my grandfather was. I got a picture of my grandfather right uh, in front of me here. Okay. Okay. Owned grocery stores. My dad owned one of the first TV stores. Had five different TV stores, like back in the well, 50s. Okay. 50s. Okay. Okay. So he worked for he worked for the power company, but he had these stores on the side. No, he did it after. So he had a bad okay. deal with his business partner. Business partner kind of like embezzled a bunch of money. Had, so mm-hmm. my dad's experience with entrepreneurism was a bad one. Okay. So I've always felt like I'm restoring that for us. Because we have <laughs> a long generation of entrepreneurialism. My grandfather, my dad, my brother. But in, in, and for me, like I've always seen it that way. Like dad I got okay. banged okay. up by it. And I'm kind of like bringing that back for the family a little bit. The TV stores. Wow. I remember those. I'm actually old enough yeah, to remember so the those. world's fair. Cause he had sold the most TVs, right? Like they ran this promotion cool. for like RCA or something. And he went, he always told me, he always had, those are the glory days for him. And then wow. we're going to the power company. was like, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Was he a sales guy in the power company? Was he sales? No, he was in management. So he was in like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Like, like my dad had a job where if you blew yourself up in rural Michigan, cause your plow hit the gas main, which happened more than you would you like it. <laughs> he would be the one that had to do, do the investigation and like so. Oh, wow. Wow. Manage natural gas, all the stuff to do natural gas. Okay. Okay. So, all right, cool. Any, any siblings? My brother is older. He's five years older. Yeah. Five years older. Okay. He's a radio guy. That, oh, radio so that guy. ties into. That must tie into your that must tie into your TV stuff or something somehow. How does that work? Yeah, type walk me into walk me into your early career. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it is interesting. We both kind of did the same time that I was working at a TV station, which you're alluding to. And he's been in radio since he was like 17. He was on the air okay. for 17 years, wow. 18 years, had wow. a syndicated radio show. Now he's cool. a producer. Um, so he does that. Um, but I I did. I worked for a TV station to kind of um I worked for a marketing company. I owned a couple marketing companies and, and then I had minor shares and we sold those. And then I was looking for a job that was local and then travel as much. I was selling down. We we're having our first kid and I was getting married. And um, I went to one of our customers, which was the NBC affiliate here in Colorado Springs. It's called KOA. Okay. Um, and they were a customer from a marketing perspective. They yeah, had, so we been- were, we, they were a marketing customer. We were, okay. we were okay. consulting them and what they called new media, right? Online, how to do okay. this, email marketing and okay. Okay. Click and all this stuff. So that's, I kind of walked into that at, a, at an early age for me. And it didn't, so I didn't go to college, mm-hmm. uh, met some guys though, that were into this pay-per-click and stuff. And actually I ran a painting company. Okay. I just go all the way back. I ran a painting company with my now co-founder at BombBomb, Connor, we owned a painting maintenance company. Wow. We used to do house painting. We had about- How'd you meet him? How'd you meet him? He's actually from my hometown too. Okay. But he was on a road trip with some mutual friends of Colorado. Just stayed. Just stayed in Colorado. Now I'm having a visual. I'm having a visual. How old were you guys at the time? You're, 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 I you're probably 24. 20- 20 you're in this i can just say you're in, 20, you're in this apartment you're, you're in this apartment you're in this apartment yeah you're drinking cur's beer you're yeah, probably yeah. smoking some things and yeah. you're, you're trying yeah. you're like okay yeah. man what what, what, yeah, what are you gonna do like you're pretty what? much there dude. it was in a house but yeah that's the only thing they got wrong but everything else is that <laughs> everything else i know what like, we can do i know what we can do we can paint houses yeah it's a great story dude he, he actually so we were already painting houses i was already doing that and uh love it 
Love he was it. on this road trip and, and they were going into a parking garage and then their bikes are actually going to Moab, Utah to ride bikes, mountain okay. bikes. But they, they broke, he broke his headset of his bike going into a parking garage and he, need, he didn't have any money to fix the bike to go to Moab. I'm like, hey, you work for me. My there it is. There it is. Come help me do this project. Come help me do this okay, project. Uh, 150 bucks and then wow. you can fix your wow. headset. So wow. the irony, the, the, the ironic part of the story is that we did, we did a project together. We painted that next day. Okay. The place that we painted was the atrium of the building. Now we have three floors of at Bombay. <laughs> That's cool. It's like a 15 story. That, that is we pretty painted cool. That together. Wow. Didn't know this, wow. but and I remember being like, I wonder what these people do. And then like, we're like these <laughs> kids. And now we own like three. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, the interesting part of that is if he hadn't banged his head that day, none of this may have happened. <laughs> I don't know. That's fascinating. It's really good. So he stayed uh, in Colorado. We had this paint okay. company. We, All right. we were doing All right. a ton of residential painting, but we ran this really interesting thing online. We, we would advertise our website, say, go to this website and use our calculator to find out how much we will charge you to paint your house. Okay. This is like 2001. Yeah. Like, nobody else is doing this. This is like, this is like huge. This is new fancy. Nuts. That's basically Zillow. That's their whole business model right now. Right. <laughs> how much is your house worth? We would go, go get your online calculator and find out how much we'll paint your house for. Okay, cool. It with that. Crushed it. Then we'd come and validate the estimate and we would close you and sell you. And we had 50 mm-hmm. painters working for us and they would just come in. How about in that? How about that? That's We're awesome. I was early into the, pay-per-click and then i got to the tv job because of that so they were getting into it they didn't understand it built the website with them i was running content people and we're running sales people selling digital advertising for the tv station and then what they said okay come work for us yeah so we were helping them build that and i was looking for a transition i was like hey, why you know why we, why were you transitioning you had a successful we sold the company we'd sold the marketing company oh, and we sold okay. it to it was like a multi-level marketing company i didn't love it you know i just wasn't okay. you know, oh I okay stay and right. i went to one of the customers we had and said hey do you know anyone locally that would hire me because i was traveling mm-hmm. i just want to change he said well we would we would hire you i'm like really for okay what do you want to do and he's like well we need somebody to kind of run this we, no one knows this like you guys know this so how about you just run it all right so i got mm-hmm. to do that i got to be and in that that was the only job i've ever had where i wasn't kind of the yeah. entrepreneur right and so but right, i right. think the key to that and this is a key for a lot of people if you are an entrepreneur and you're listening to this are you working in an environment that they allow you to be an entrepreneur i think that's a big deal right so they that's a big me, one mm. they let me be an entrepreneur inside of that and um, build mm. this for them so it was a lot of fun mm. actually and what would your partner do during this time he was working at then he went and worked at lamar outdoor so lamar selling billboards okay I see. So he's working there. You're working in for the TV station. Are you married at the time now? Now you got kids. Yes. Where are you at? Just no. get married. Just get married. Married, married okay. six months. Married a year, maybe something like that. Well, something like that. And you took the job. Okay. So then life moves along there. And then pretty soon you and your buddy, you're like having a beer and you're like, Hey man, let's start something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always trying to start something else. Like um, <laughs> the cool story here is that Connor had gone to Africa Okay. And met some people in Africa and met a community in Africa. And he was like, I'm going to go live in Africa. I'm like, sweet. Dude, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I just want to figure out a way that I can create money so I can live in Africa. I'm like, what? okay. 
Yeah. And so we were always just brainstorming ideas. I was trying to always hustle in different stuff. And this was 2004, 2005, okay. I think. Okay. And we um, were involved in a couple of different things. One of the things we had done in the marketing company is we made this thing called Collect and Connect that was like this automated email follow-up tool. And Connor okay. was like, dude, that would be so much better. This was over the beer. This would okay. be so much better if you could add video to this. If you could add video to this email thing, I'm like, that's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> We're talking at this brewery. It's um, Bristol Brewery in College Bristol. Okay. All right. Uh, think about this. I'm like, this is cool. Like, oh, and then we, we've been back then you collected URLs, right? Like, yeah. like right. com. If you thought a URL back then was going to be big. You bought it. Yeah. You bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. Had, we had bought one that was called bomb bomb why did you why how did you buy that why because true story okay steve that this woman that connor was talking to at the time was like said to him connor you're the bomb.com he's like that's a great url he tried to buy bomb.com couldn't get it bought bomb bomb and that's what he tried to buy you're the bomb.com did he get that (laughs) i think that was the whole idea like right like that's the slang idea but bombbomb.com then later actually bomb.com tried to sell the last one like no we're good we don't need that anymore okay but, but you bought that url before the brewery thing where you're talking about oh, yeah. this company was just, oh, I, see. I see i see just sitting on, okay, okay. so he said a bunch of urls I, so, see. I see i see i see okay so all right so now you're talking over this video thing all right go ahead yep so then he cobbles together we put a server in his closet he cobbles together <laughs> this email that with a video because dude okay for reference this thing did not have a phone it i didn't have a camera in it pulling up an iphone for you listeners iphone did not have a camera in it youtube was privately held this was new this no one was thinking about video anything and so Mm -hmm. posted a a video on a server in his closet in his house and then we just pointed to that hosted video in an email and it said hi i'm connor mccluskey if I can be of service to you, please contact me in my personal line. And we made a phone number show up. That was, that was the video. That was the first video. And, and what was he pitching in the video? He was a sales guy. So he had sent this. Our whole idea was like, man, if you could be in person more often with our customers, you would sell more. Okay. We knew that the more that we are face to face, the better we did. And I was running a team. He was an individual contributor. We're like, man. Every time they roll something out at the TV station, new package, new product, a new thing to sell, I got to dial all these people one at a time. I got, I got you. About it. Like, yeah, uh-huh. we're trying to solve that problem, right? Kind of had the same problem. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Well, how you do guys I do are, Yeah. Yeah. You guys like, are putting this, you're putting this server in the closet and getting this stuff set up while you're both still working those full-time jobs, right? 100%. And yep. so we, what we want to do is increase our face-to-face time with our clients because we're yeah. better face-to-face. We believe people are better yep. face-to-face. So yes, absolutely. How do we get more face-to-face more often with more people to condense that time and make more money? That was mm-hmm. the whole idea. Sent that mm-hmm. video. Everybody came back from reply like, how did you do that? That's amazing. What service <laughs> did you use to do that? Kind of like, boom, this. Boom. This is what gets me to Africa. We're going to do this. <laughs> I was like, you're right. This is awesome. I'm down. like totally in. So what do we call it? What do we call it? Well, I don't know. Let's go through my exactly. URL list. And then it's like, we're going to use, <laughs> I can see it right now. We're going to use the bomb bomb one for this. That's what he said. We're going to use the bomb bomb URL. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's how it started. It's so good, man. Wow. That is great story. And my right wife there. and I got... threw some cash in. 
Connor okay. throws cash in and we get a business that we didn't know. Uh, about. How long did you run it before you quit your jobs? So that was 2006 and all that really went down, I think. And then I quit my job in 2011. He, he quit his in 2007. 2007. Wow. Okay, great. All right. So that's another tip for the listeners. Hey, you don't have to quit right away. Make sure oh, you, no. get some, you get something going. Get some, make sure there's a customer validate. for it. Yeah, validate all that. Validate. Proof of concept, whatever term you want to use. Right? Early on, we blew a bunch of money on developers and didn't know what they're doing. We didn't know, you know, this again, I think now mm. it's like, you can go read blogs, listen to podcasts about how to start a SaaS company. Dude, SaaS <laughs> was not a right? term being used then. <laughs> So we had made a lot of bad decisions, a lot of dumb money, our own money, because uh, we had been making money. That was the thing. We had done okay. okay. And so we, were, okay. we had money, but we quickly blew through that, got our third co-founder, Kevin. He had ran and uh, he had patents that he had developed. He's an electrical engineer by trade. Okay. okay. He patents he developed for DSL technology, really smart guy. But more importantly, he had ran 200 developers. So he was like a CTO. Then well, that it sold that company. And was getting a art history degree in Carl Springs. And Connor met him like, hey, dude, can I pick your brain? <laughs> and Kevin jumped on to help us really get it going. And he bought in. He bought in. Yep. He bought in. Okay. Cash. Is he still part? Are they all, are all three partners still, still part of the business? He's a silent partner. We're still operating partners. But okay. he, he's still involved. Talked to him last month. But now he lives okay. in Seattle. And yeah. Is Connor in Africa or is he here? <laughs> Connor's here. Uh, Connor realized, wait a minute. Okay, the whole purpose of Africa is to help people in Africa. Well, I can do that. Bomb Bomb's going to do that in a big way, mm. even more than me being there. So he, mm. we all realized this was a bigger thing. Like okay. as it got rolling, this was going to be special. This is a thing. So he's okay. here. goes to Africa. I, still okay. involved. Now the fun part about that, Steve, is our our community at Bomb Bomb supports. I should say. That community in Africa supports our community in BombBomb. We did a deal where we uh, we collaborate with that community. And so our, our people that work at BombBomb are connected with these people in Africa, helping kids get clean water, food, um, mm. education, mm. medical care, mm. all these mm. things. So it's awesome. It's, our, it's why you work at BombBomb. I think, you know, you can pick up the phone anywhere. You could be a salesperson anywhere. Uh, you could be customer success, but an engineer. But at BombBomb, I think, I hope people know the, the reason we're doing this is is stuff like that. That's why I got my rehumanized shirt on. It's like, I want to rehumanize the planet with what we're trying to do with bomb bomb. Like that was the idea in the beginning. The idea was how does Connor go to Africa? Now it's how does bomb bomb support Africa, our local community. We do a lot with the homeless in our community. We do a lot mm. Um, mm. with the homeless families, free medical mm. care for women. We really try and dial that in. I think you got to have a why and the why has to be more than just making money at your job. Mm -hmm. The rehumanize is a book you can buy on Amazon. Is that correct? That's correct. So um, that book's called rehumanize your business. Got it right here. Yeah. Cool. Let's see it. All right. Rehumanize, rehumanize your, your business. Your business. All right. Right. Okay. Um, and that's all about using video and, and being more human inside of the business, right? Like it's that same first premise. Like how do we get in front of people more often? Cause we're better in person. Like people are better in person. People communicate totally better face to face. And so totally, that's totally what that agree. book's all about. Are you an author on the book? I didn't see your name on it. I'm not. No. So even better story. In my opinion, I'm proud to not have written that book. I'm not, okay. I did not go to college. I can't write. I can't, can barely <laughs> put together. So <laughs> Butte, very dear friend of mine. Okay. Who is also um, a co-director with me at the TV station. 
back in the day, since you have that context. I see. He and I worked together at the TV station. I convinced Ethan was one of the first people I Jerry Maguire. I, I'm like, I'm leaving and you're coming with me. Who's with me? And Ethan's <laughs> like, I'm leaving too. So uh, Ethan was our first uh, VP of marketing and marketing guy. Now he's our chief evangelist. He runs our podcast, the customer experience really? podcast. Nice. And, and then Steve Passanelli, who was a customer of ours, who I convinced that he should be our CMO. So our CMO and our chief evangelist wrote that book. And they're about uh, to release another book in November. Is the book is the book owned by BombBomb, the entity then? Does, does the company own the book rights? I see. Yeah, it's our book. Okay. They wrote, I mean, our the story I kind of told you about us, Connor and I, it's in the first part of that book. That's very cool. All right, so very good. Out, you got this book coming out. It's called Human Centered Guess. Uh, Yes, Let me get that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Human centered communication. That's the book coming out in November that they're writing. We got um, fast company to publish that with us. We're really excited about that. It's going to be a part of uh, a book release with them. Same authors, same authors, Stephen. Uh, but this time we actually collaborated with 12 other people kind of talk about what, what we mean and what they mean about human centered communication about, mm. you know, I think um, we can go down this uh, hole, but, I think we have a problem right now. We call it digital pollution. Like just so much. Like when I get oh, done talking to you, you know, you know, yes. I will have been, you will too. You'll have something in LinkedIn. You'll have a text message from someone you don't know. Yes. Even like 10 emails that are cold yes. outbound. Like it's yes. just getting ridiculous. And so this book is really just about, Hey, people are people. We need to, we need to put the customer first again. We need to, think about the people like we're serving them, not them serving us somehow through revenue, right? Like I just think we're so revenue forward, which I'm about making money, but I'm about helping people solve problems with what I do. First, I want their best intentions to be, I want their outcomes met. So that's what that book's about. So we got, mm. you know, Jocko Vanderkoop from Winning by Design. I got the CEO of Remax, uh, Adam Contos, a writer nice. in that book. Um, so just a bunch of really great folks. Um, Shep Hyken, a real thought leader in uh, customer success. A lot of great authors contributed to that book, along with Stephen Ethan. So it's it's a Very bunch good. of authors kind of talking about the same concept. Very good. I, I do, uh, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we're losing that human uh, contact, that, that human interaction. And you're right, just the emails and the sales emails on LinkedIn. I mean, Messenger on LinkedIn used to be somewhat valuable, but anymore, it's just bot, you know, chat bot emails and bullshit automated things that. And I wonder like, why you, what? let me ask you a question about this. Like, cause I always like to ask people what they think, like, yeah. Yeah. do you even think that they're from a real person anymore? No. And that's the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and I had this guy call me, call me recently, you know, I'm sure people are always trying to sell you stuff too, right? Always trying to sell us stuff because we're a recruiting firm. So they're always trying to sell us something that's going to make our recruiting firm great. He's like, Hey man, we got this software that, that allows your bots to talk to the other bots. And, I, and I'm like, what? What? what, what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What are we, what, what are you talking about? Like, no, <laughs> I think when that happens, so, so here's what it used to be. You and I can remember this. You get an email even from someone and be like, even if you weren't interested, there's this level of reciprocity. You're like, well, I'm going to let them know I'm not interested. I'm going to reply. Yes. Yes. I would reply. To you be. felt like you, you, you mm -hmm. needed to, right? Mm -hmm. There's reciprocity mm -hmm. in that. Yes. What we've done is we have this, it's like nuclear proliferation of this. Yes. And now it's like, there's no so reciprocity. True. And if I don't believe you're a real human being, I don't have reciprocity. 
okay. That's right. When human beings connect, like there's there's a connection just because we're human. And so we're removing that. And I think that's really, 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 really bad. And uh, I do too. I do too. And I want to shout out to all of my technology CEOs that have been on the podcast that are building all these AI tools. Okay. No, there's hey, a place I, for I all of it. The, yeah. Yeah. More power to you. I think there's a place for some of it, but, but when you start building a society where we don't talk to each other, I got a problem with that. And so, so, you know what I mean? It, it, we just gotten out of hand. Go ahead. It, it should be a means to an end. It shouldn't be as, uh, look, the other thing we don't think about is this inverseness of it. I think that if we're really trying to get after a 2.4% conversion rate, that's the problem that what about the 98% that did not open it? Like, what about that? Are you worried? Is your addressable market endless? Is it endless? Because it would have to be. It would have to be. If you're just <laughs> blast, blast, blast to get this incremental outcome that we think makes sense in a spreadsheet. So I remember when I first saw your product. So Scott, my partner, he he found your product and he he nudged me a couple of times. Like, hey man, I talked to these guys at Bomb Bomb, and of course, you know, at first I'm busy and I'm, he's busy, and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. I got, I'm busy. And finally, he's like, no, I need you to look at this. I need you to look at this, and he sends me the message, and I was like okay, yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is cool right here. <laughs> like, yes, yes, let's use this. Um, and it's video messaging, I guess, at its core, right? A simple des description, video messaging, where for the listeners, in case you don't know, by the way, let's just throw it out there for the listeners real quick, bombbomb.com. So it's B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com, bombbomb.com, video messaging. Go there. You can learn all about it. Um, plus they're on all the social media pages. Uh, but what we've used it for at RiderFlex, the recruiting firm, is we've used it for yeah, email messaging. Uh Scott, who is our sales guy for the for, for the recruiting side of the business. So when he sends a message now, he's like, Hey, look, you know, in the in the in the body of the email, there are some stats and some numbers, and maybe he's attaching the contract or whatever, but there's a video message too that says, Hey. Just want to drop you a personal message. I know there's a lot of shit below that, you know, you probably don't have, you're probably not going to read anyway. So let me just talk to you about it. And I remember when you first started using that, I thought, wow, this is great. Um, now, when you guys first came out, my question now is, I think you were the only ones, right? I don't know if there was patented, super secret there was technology. Some, like, these, uh, there was like some multi-level marketing companies that were into it okay. in a smaller way. Yeah, that was their okay. biggest competition at that time. And but now you got uh, I don't I hate I don't want to, you got some competition I know there's two oh, yeah. or three others that, we got Vidyar you got Loom yeah. those are two big ones right yeah right so how do you what's the what's the difference what's the how do you battle that talk to me yeah. about that go go ahead I'm gonna I'm gonna look we <laughs> have been doing this so long and yeah. I think what we've cracked the code on is that we help your companies use it here's the deal there's a lot of bad mm. videos too. Okay. Mm, and the mm. biggest problem you're going to face if you actually um, buy my product or theirs is mm -hmm. use. Okay. Why? Because we're talking about like, why wouldn't you use video? We're using what? video now. People are afraid of how they look on camera. They are, aren't they? People why? Don't like, yes. People don't like how they sound. And uh, so I think, I think it's both. I think it's both. Right. I think a lot of times we're like, oh, my hair is not fixed or I don't have the right shirt on or I didn't shave today or. I didn't put my makeup on or whatever. You know, they're always like, oh my God. I, was, I mean, hell, when right. I call my when I call my own mother and I try to get her on freaking video on the phone, she's like, well, I don't want to turn the camera on. I didn't fix my hair today. 
<laughs> Bingo. So you got it. So back to my TV days, we've been training people forever. So, like since television started that you have to look a certain way and it's got to be like, uh, uh, right. Lit, right. And, Brainwashed uh, them that way. Right. Yes. Like, Right, so, right. so now, now zoom, like we're doing this, we're doing, we're doing synchronous video, but yeah, this is the problem. Okay. This is the problem. And uh, frankly, I personally have sent something like 9,000 personal videos. I think mm-hmm. I got people have been a bomb bomb, you know, as long as me, they sent upwards in 20,000 personal videos, one to one. We know this, how this works. We know about it. We know how to get teams motivated to do it. We know how that works. Cause that is the biggest problem to solve. You got to get people over the hump. You got to incentivize them. You got to help them. Mm-hmm. It's psychological. It, 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 we have people, we train people on this all the time because the mm. problem is not about um, the technology. It's not about the features of the technology. Mm. It's about mm. the use of the technology. Mm. I like it. That's yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, I, I totally, so our totally agree. So our at Bomb Bomber too. It's like one, speed the video. Because if it's not fast, you won't do it. Two, okay is guidance to success because this is the, the fear of video, how I look, it's a real thing. Men and women, doesn't matter. Everyone has this fear of like, I don't want to look incompetent. I want to come across it's incompetent. True. It's true. And we have, so we have 11 active recruiters at RiderFlex right now. And do you know how many times I have said, guys, you know, you can, you can make these videos. Like you can make a video message and it's going to be a hundred times better. I, and they just, they just, won't do it. They just don't want to do it. I think it's, it's all the reasons you're talking about. <laughs> so here's the deal. It comes down to this. You have to believe that this is a better human experience, a better. And that's why our book is it called is. human centered communication. Like it's not just about video. It's about being, it's about putting the customer first. And how do you do that best? Humans can, I believe that human beings have intrinsic value in that when we communicate with each other, we have nonverbal communication. I'm using my hands. If you're not watching this, I, yeah. I'm, animated right my nonverbal communicates more than my verbal inflection tone all these things matter in communication so if you believe that that's the better experience for your customers and that ultimately which i believe and if you don't believe what i'm about to say then you shouldn't do anything that we're saying but mm-hmm. if you think that people actually at the end of the day buy from people they know like and trust you should consider using video because absolutely yes you can't build no like and trust if you don't know someone like <laughs> there it goes all the way back to the stone age right if we kept our hands hidden back in the caves what do you think i got behind me a weapon right like so, <laughs> so it comes back to that if i don't see you do i really know you can i trust right you? and it's no. all about it's all about the relationships and the trust factor that you build with somebody in the rapport I talk to my team about this all the time. You know, they'll they'll call me and they'll be like, well, you know, I, I, I got this issue and I sent this email and here's the email exchange. And 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 I'll go, this is what I'll say. I'll say, did you call them? <laughs> did you talk to them? Did you right. get them on video? Right. Did you get them on Zoom? Because if you just get them on Zoom and have a conversation, this will be solved in like five minutes. <laughs> if you can't, just send a video. Yeah. Says, I'm sorry. Yes. I messed up. I sincerely apologize. Yes. I want to tell you, I am on it. How I'm doing this right now, if you can see Bingo. me, I'm, you that communicates, you're going to get that phone call. You're going to get that Zoom call. Yeah. Like yeah. this is the other analogy I use is if you had two companies they had to choose from, say two recruiting companies, right? Right. And you both offer the same service. Your technology has even in mind the same features yep. for the most yep. part. 
Like yep. you have everything I need. You're exactly the same. Your price is the same. same. How do I decide which one I buy? Relationship. 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 <laughs> and so how do we build relationships? How does that happen? How does it happen yes. in a pandemic when I can't go see you? How do you do it? You do it through this. You get to know people. No like and trust is built through humans experiencing humans. And this is why we believe yeah. human-centered communication video is kind of the way to go. Talk to me about the business model real quick for the listeners. Yeah. Is it a monthly subscription? Is it by yeah. user? Is it uh, by video sent? What do, you, what do you do? It's by user or a monthly subscription. So if you're okay. a big company and we got companies with thousands of users, you can buy it for your whole team, or you can buy it individually at a monthly rate or an annual rate. So, Okay. So you can go month to month. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's great news. Cause you know, so many times people try to lock you into 12 month deal. So you can go month to month. Very, very good. What do you do when, I hope this is a fair question. What, what do you do when LinkedIn rolls this out as part of their technology on their messaging or Google, Google yeah. G when, when Gmail just has this on there automatically. Yeah, I've been facing this question since day one. So I'm good with it. <laughs> like, uh, look, I, I think at the end of the day, we're focused in this in our feature set and, and how we think about it. Again, remember, it's not about the technology. It's about you being on camera and the fear of video and the guidance you need mm -hmm. there. Okay. So that's mm -hmm. a big part of our offering that we bring okay. to the table for you and your team. The okay. other thing though, is LinkedIn has a video option. Hmm. I don't see a lot of usage on that. Do you? Nah, <laughs> uh, I, also, yeah, yeah. also we, we, you, you know, you can use our functionality in anything. Your Gmail user, we're there. Your Outlook, right. we're there. Your LinkedIn user, great, we're there. Uh, yeah. Messenger and Facebook, we're there. Like, you mm -hmm. want to send an email to 100 people? We can do that. You want to send it from your phone? We can do that. Like, any mm -hmm. platform, Salesforce, and, you know, outreach, all these That's other big. things, right? So, yeah. we integrate with all these platforms. It's one system that you can apply to anything you're using. Great. What, what's the plan for the future? Are you get some M&A? Are you going to buy Vidyard? Are you going to sell it to Vidyard? What, what's this? Yeah, no, I don't, you know, it's interesting. We think about that all the time. We're, we're bootstrapped. We're still doing this, man. I think okay. Um, okay. I like that. Like I like owning my company. I don't have a venture capital person and we have some great investors that came along to ride with us, but I think as we so you have taken, so you have taken on some cash. Yeah. My buddy, Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, oh, gotcha. It's, it's <laughs> all friends and family. We have right. one institutional, but that's very small. They they okay. would like to be bigger. I bet you're listening, Mark. Someday okay. it'll happen. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, we're not against it at all. I think uh, we just need to hold out. We're just trying to hold out because longer I hold out, the more my evaluation is, and the better yeah. better it is for everyone. And I got this missional thing, man. Like that's the other deal. Like, how mm. do I? continue what we're trying to do to rehumanize the planet. Will that person take on that mission with me? Will, will that be a part of that story? Cause it can't be just about the money. So, um, that, that's okay. I, I, by the way, I love the rehumanized mission. I love that. Is that like a trademark term or something? Did you get that? Did you, I don't know. Did you, did you, I don't know. No, anyway, no, it's not. anyway, we, uh, anyway. You know, the, uh, we, I love like, it. Why are we, what's, we got that from like, we want to help people who are being dehumanized. That is the mission. Dehumanized people are, they're homeless. They can't get food. They can't get water. They're everywhere. They're in your backyard and they're in Africa and they're in South America, but they're here too, right? How do we help that? Like, and so then we got to rehumanize them. We're like, well, our technology also rehumanizes your business because it puts you, your people, like, dude, you know this, if you were to talk to nine or 10 business owners, 
what would they say? I bet nine out of 10 of them say this. What was their best asset? What do you think their best asset yeah, in their business? They're, they're, yeah, they're people. They're in the people yeah. business. Yep. But we hide them behind <laughs> technology. <laughs> we spend hours. It's so true. You spend hours interviewing them for their ability to communicate, to deliver a message, to close it down, whatever. And then what do you do? Here's a bunch of technology. Do that. Like, and we, we take <laughs> their, their superpowers away a little bit, right? Yeah, I love it. I know I love what you're doing. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, completely uh, in complete agreement. I, you know, I see people that are afraid to talk to, to each other. They're afraid to, to, to have conversations with another human being like face to face. It blows me away uh, that we've built this society like that. It's it's crazy. I also believe and I was telling my oldest son this. He was here last week and I said, Nick, I, I believe in the future you every time you talk to somebody it'll be video like it'll be abnormal to have a voice conversation over the phone or over the computer unless you're seeing them i just think you're in your house it's just going to pop up on the wall or you're like it'll always be face to face like that people need to get real used to yeah. oh i just woke up i don't have my makeup on it's 7 30 and you know my mother-in-law calls and it, she, her screen pops up and she can see me like people have to get used to that because i think Every call will be on video. And, and at some point down the road, if, if you're talking to somebody with no video, it'll be weird. That, that's my prediction. I agree. I mean, but of course, I mean, I'm on like, I'm, I'm sold out here, but I do believe it's like going to be like um, video voicemail. Uh, you, yes. And remember when we, when we got in the business, like you had to be trained on phone calls, trained on voicemail, like all these mm-hmm. tactics. We'll be trained on this. This is a part of it. We're, and that's what I want to lead. Mm-hmm. I want to lead the training on this idea, right? Like I want to help everyone understand this is viable. This is as necessary as the phone call. If you believe your people are your solid assets, if you believe that people still buy from no, people they know, like, and trust, and if the customer experience that you're giving versus your competitor is important mm-hmm. to you, I think this is going to become necessary. You remember those old Star Trek episodes when they'd send the video messages from Central Command to the to the ship? You know the the right. message. There was no email. You know there was no email. Captain Picard or whatever. Captain Kirk is press a button, watch the video message from the yeah. commander. Right? I mean, that's the cool. Know. Ace. So we're asynchronous, right? So here the the whole idea that I can send a message on my time and you can view it on your time. Yes. That's the other thing. This time constraint. We're actually mm. seeing that like, it, it collapses the deal cycle right? Because mm-hmm. your time to close, look, if you can, if you can close, if you can minimize your time to close in a deal cycle, will you make more money? Mm-hmm. Answer is absolutely hundred percent. Yes. 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 So how do you do that with the async video? You can do a screen capture. You can screen share, walk through a presentation. It's good for a post, a follow-up call to a presentation, but like send that and then let that make its way around that buying and decision group, right? Like that's the yes. principle. And once yes. that happens, I don't have to get the three other people on the meeting. They already got the information. Let's get the deal done quicker. That's another, this is the good, I think I always like to point to a tangible, like, but really, why should I do it? Fine. You want your deal cycle to be lower or smaller. Implement video just in that stage. I love that. And uh, I mean, how many times has email misinterpreted, right? Plus you can't get the emotional feel of it. You can't get, you can't really emphasize the way you want to. Uh, and, and on video, you can, I, I use it all the time. 
Um, I'm always, I'm a huge video guy, right? I mean, Radiflex has a podcast run. I'm on video all day long. <laughs> well, I'm like, as my ninth zoom this morning or today, it's not even morning anymore, but you, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think we're getting more and more used to it. And I think it will become right. more prevalent sooner than later. Um, how many employees, by the way, how big is, I don't know how much you want to share. Like what, what generals, know, can you give us a general like, idea of size? Yeah. 145 probably wow. have 15 wow. open jobs right now. Well, yeah, I know. I know a really good recruiting firm, by the way. We'll have to talk about that offline. <laughs> no, 150. Congratulations. No, in all serious, seriousness, what I love and I think should be super, really celebrated here is you've been in business for how long? 11 years? 11, 10 years? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's call it 10, 11 years there. You still own 100% with your partners. You haven't taken on any PE or VC. You're still in control. Uh, right. I'm assuming you're probably debt-free to a certain to for the most part um and you've built it to 150 employees and taught yourself how to be a business owner and ceo and it's still going strong congratulations thanks man well I, look i would say that anybody look if you're at a million bucks dude if you got anybody to buy the thing you made congratulations that's what i'd say if you're in business you start a business you got something to do something that you came up with that's success I, I'm super pumped to get to this point, but like reward yourself along the way. If that's you, if you're at mm. 250 grand, like go get a steak dinner or whatever you're into. <laughs> you're right. If somebody buy the very first time you get a check-in where somebody bought your product or service and you deposit it in the bank, that is a special moment. It's it really your business. Is. You're like, whoa, best <laughs> ever. I remember, I remember the first $10,000 deposit we got for a big search at Rider Flex. Scott and I took it down to the bank together. We're holding it. And, you know, the, the bank lady is like taking a photo. We're standing there. <laughs> Connor and I always do this. We still do this now. We will say from Dumb and Dumber Alliance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you remember that? Well, let, me, let, let me ask you a couple of wrap up. There's just two Back. final questions. I know we're almost out of time. Um, you've learned a lot so far. I mean, wow. I mean, you've been through and, and, and you had some other entrepreneurial stuff even before bomb bomb, which is great. What would you, you want to, you want to tell an aspiring entrepreneur two or three things real quick before we go, any, any specific messaging you want to give? Uh, yeah, we somebody that earlier. I think I like to give two things. It depends what level you're at, right? If you're starting out right now, I think that people quit too soon. Don't give up. Okay. But, but, but you got to live in a such a way that you don't have to give up. What I see moreover is younger entrepreneurs, they live beyond their means. They live to keep up with the Joneses and you can't do that and build a business that it creates generational wealth for you and, and, and 160 families that we got bomb bomb. You can't do that if you're not willing to, in the beginning, kind of live below your means, know where that is. And so you can keep it going. You can get to the dream, but you can't do that driving a Tesla. If you're starting out, I'm sorry. Like I drove a Toyota Camry for 11 years. Right. Like Connor drove a freaking Honda Civic for too long. I made him sell. I'm like, no, I, I can't have you in this anymore. It's a liability for me. Like we're selling it tomorrow. And, and so I think that's a lot of people do that. They, they get over their ski tips with money and they can't keep going or, you know, keep the job, do it on the side, work late, hustle it, figure yes, it out yes. if you, if you yes, really yes. got it. So that's, if you're starting out, that's why I'd say if you're, if you're a bit bigger teams, everything team is everything mm -hmm. team is everything. Mm -hmm. Who are you? Mm -hmm. What are your weaknesses? Do you know what they are? 
Are you accounting for them? Don't think you know everything. If you do, you're in trouble. So build a team that compensates your weaknesses and, and, and inspires and enables your strengths. Mm, totally agree. Last, last question. Well, go ahead. I missed that. I missed that last part. I, I mean, I feel like I said, um, and, and I think I said, and enables your strengths. Like, yeah, so okay. Compensates your weaknesses and your strengths. Last question for you. If you had to put your core purpose, how old are you? How old are you? Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, for, I'm 47. Okay. So at this stage in your life, 47 years old, because I think, I do think core purpose kind of, kind of changes and it's a little bit fluid as you move through life. Sure. What is Darren's core purpose in life? Well, you've touched on it several times. I, I know where this, I know where your answer is going to go. Yeah, you, uh, I, yeah. You've already kind of touched on it. You know, you sum that up for us one more time, your core purpose right now in life as a human being, go for it. Make a dent in the universe. I do not like my, and the epitaph can't be like, he was rich or he made a lot of money. He made this big business. Mm -hmm. Like it mm -hmm. has to be people were better because mm -hmm. this guy mm -hmm. did this and they, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing to do less to do with bomb bomb. I mean, I got three kids. I'm married. Like I need to be a great husband, a great father, yeah. and a good, a good leader, but I need to make a dent in the universe for a thing that matters more mm. than financial gain, more than the, the fishing boat that you bought or whatever. Right. It's gotta be totally. bigger than it's I literally be tell my team. Like if I go buy like a Lamborghini or something, punch me right in the face, <laughs> walk up, punch me in the face. Not oh, I love it. I'm not condemning you. If you have a Lamborghini, <laughs> a success just for me or asking me my personal agenda right. is to like make a dent in the universe for people there's injustice everywhere slavery we have more slavery mm -hmm. in this world right now than we ever have mm -hmm. we need to do we, somebody's got to do something i feel like that's partly in a very small way me okay darren thank you so much for being on the rider flex podcast and sharing your story really appreciate it it's great to meet you man it's fun to be here really fun